Hey, Ruby, stop licking my foot. Ruby. Ruby, stop nobody that. likes that, please. If nobody you likes to be a when part you lick of her. the podcast, you need to sit down and mind your business. What is good, you guys? This is episode nine. Nine. Episode nine of the Don't Do Stupid Shit podcast. And you are licking my legs. So we are joined today by our two little doggos, (laughs) Ruby. Ruby. And Bella's back here laying down. Um, For those of you listening, we have two little rat terriers. um, And they haven't joined us for an episode yet. But we figured today they could sit in with us as long as they behave. For those of you watching, you'll kind of see how this one works. Ruby, she's a little ADHD and all over the place. This one's Bella. She's she's old and just kind of... Really old. Yeah, just kicking it. So Ruby's steak. What is she, like 110 in dog years? Probably. Hey, lay down. Ruby, find a spot, please. On, not on <laughs> Bella's face. Okay. Anyways, so today... Um, We're going to keep this episode probably a little shorter, maybe like 30 minutes or so. It's Um, obviously coming out late. Yeah. That's because we're filming it Thursday morning, the morning that it's supposed to be released. But we've had a little bit of a busy week. I was flying. Mm -hmm. My flights got delayed, so I didn't get in until super late last night. Yeah, we would have filmed it last night, but just too late. And by the time I would have finished editing it and getting it uploaded, it would have been already late thursday so we figured we'll put this out friday morning for you guys um so today i think we wanted to talk a little bit about uh what i've been doing recently um as well as just kind of whatever's happening in life Um, yeah this is going to be kind of a check-in where you at what's happening in real time a little bit so a little bit of just really showing up again where we are in life right now in this journey, which um, is always an adventure, always a roller coaster. It is. It's always crazy. Always working through life's things that they throw at you. Facts. I've been, uh, I've been starting a little bit of a new journey. I know for any of you that maybe listened an episode ago, so not the last episode, but the episode before, we were talking about health quite a bit. Um, just different ways to be able to take care of yourself and live a healthier, um, happier life. I have started a a journey. This is day seven, I believe, of no alcohol and working out every single day. And eating healthy. And eating healthy. So cooked dinner last night with, uh, with Pops and my sister. We made some good salmon and broccoli and veggies and stuff and that was that was nice but anyways I uh I noticed I just I don't know alcohol for me right now in my life I think I just need a little bit of a break and I need to reevaluate and I set a date of May 31st which is three little under three and a half months from today Um, and over the course of those three and a half months, I wasn't going to drink any alcohol. Um, and obviously this goes far beyond those three months, but I want to be working out every day and eating healthier 
I started this journey seven days ago at 226 pounds. Today, I just weighed myself earlier. I'm 223 pounds, which is that's day seven for you. small little bit of progress, little bit, but that's actually not a little bit. I'm going to speak to that for a minute in weight loss terms. When you're trying to be healthy and you're making different choices, three pounds in a week is actually a very good number. If you're too rapid, and I'm not a dietitian or a doctor, but I have a lot of experience with this in my own journey and my own life. If it's too rapid of a loss, um, generally that doesn't mean you're losing weight, you're losing um, hydration and you're getting you're losing water. So a lot of times that's what it will mm. be. And um, so anything from one to three pounds, obviously your guy, so it's a little bit more for a guy is normal, but that's a really healthy, sustainable weight loss for yeah. making good, healthy choices. Well, that's good. It's yeah, reassuring. So I just want to put that out there. <laughs> well, I looked at the freaking, uh, I looked at the, like this, the, what are they, what do they call them? Like the, the BMI scales and stuff. Yeah. Six foot two, 226 pounds. I'm just barely overweight which when i seen the overweight word over that i've never been overweight so when i seen that i was like nope it's time for a fucking change that that looked kind of ugly but but let's talk about that for a second too what so the thing about weight is we have this really unhealthy i think obsession in um, the U.S. with weight and more so with the number on the scale and everybody's weight number can be different and that's not an indicator of general health. Now there's obviously exceptions to that. We all can think of those and we all know but really what is healthy for you is not necessarily should be associated with a number as much as it feels associated with how you physically feel inside, how you mentally feel in your head, how you're sleeping at night, um, how your body is moving, the restrictive movement that weight can bring when you have too much weight and also when you're underweight. Um, people that are underweight have the same kind of restrictive issues and their brain suffers and they feel bad inside their body as well. So it isn't so much about a number as much as it is about finding what works for you and what is your healthy spot. So I know for me where my healthy number is um, doesn't necessarily, you know, line up with some of the old adages of what doctors and um, dietitians will say, but I know for my body, it's where I feel good. And I can tell the difference between being healthy and strong and hydrated and balanced and then being too thin and not hydrated and eating crappy food or being weighing more than I like to and still feeling strong and healthy and doing a good job with my diet and my yeah. hydration. So again, we don't want to obsess about numbers here because that's I'm saying that because it matters to me and that's something I've learned on my journey. Numbers are a good indicator. They are a tool in the process. Well, I think all I was getting at is I saw overweight and I felt like <laughs> shit. And you kind of just dove all the way into I the... I know. I just wanted to 
wanted to make it clear. No, yeah, but... I don't know that I love the way they define overweight, underweight, all of that kind of stuff. I think for me, a healthy weight would be in the 190 ballpark. That's what I, I want to get down to. I think be a very athletic weight for you. I think you could be around the 200s right. and that would still be a very healthy weight for you. Yeah, that's if still really fine. If you're pushing but... yourself to be in that athletic tip top shape, then 190, sure. But if you're not going to be pushing for that athletic tip top shape, you can be fit and healthy and be No, that's a definitely solid 10 that's definitely more. that's definitely the goal is to get myself like into that athletic shape again and like oh, look really good with yeah. my shirt off and all that so <laughs> yeah all right I, I was thinking about that the other day like i'm not going to be able to go to the beach this summer if i don't cut some weight and feel like i can take my shirt off <laughs> okay. and pull a girl you could go to the beach that's possible you might feel insecure and yes exactly and i don't want to feel insecure that's, that's the whole fair. point and then there's a lot in that that you can address about just how you're taking care of yourself and where your value lies facts facts so just just putting that out there this is more than just a conversation about what is you know our standard in society versus what makes you feel healthy and secure in your own skin yeah ultimately that's what matters the most well, I feel healthy in my own skin when I can take my shirt off and I have a fucking six pack <laughs> and I just look shredded. Yeah. Oh, Anyways. OB that, that... 22, 23. I know, <laughs> Kurt, I know, shout out Kurt Gunderhelt and I know you're watching these and I know you're going to laugh at that. You probably will, Kurt. <laughs> we love you. Love you, bro. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it's been like the first couple days were kind of weird. Like, especially, I would say, like, the no alcohol. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, it has a huge impact on how your brain is processing information and people don't realize the impact it has. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like day seven, I feel like day seven, my, uh, my mind is more fresh. I feel, like, more alert. I feel overall just a bit healthier. It's only a weekend, but just... A little bit healthier and that's that's a good feeling haven't felt like super anxious or anything crazy like that what are you pulling up i'm looking up a podcast keep talking okay um i feel like my mind's just been more on point and i contribute that to obviously kind of knocking alcohol out of my system right now and the gym has been helpful i swam yesterday and then obviously like trying to cut out like the junk food not eating out anymore like or very rarely um and trying to just cook healthier foods um it's it's been feeling it's been feeling pretty good so i've been tracking the progress every day i'm dropping a video on my instagram and youtube channel and stuff basically just checking in and um i think that's has a lot to do with the fact that I want to like, you know, have some form of accountability that's easy to like, you know, keep track of. And for me, like making a video every day, a little 60, 45 second, 30 second video, checking in every day is like a good way to like keep myself accountable yeah. and make sure I'm going to the gym every day and that I'm eating good every day and that I'm not drinking alcohol every day. So if y'all wanna, y'all wanna peep some of those, go tap in, you know, Instagram, Joshua Freeze, J E S H U A F O E E S. 
Yeah. So while you were talking about that, I was looking up um, this this episode and I haven't listened to it, but I know it's going to be fantastic because I trust the person that recommended it to me, which was um, Jeff Mm. Mitchell, Mm -hmm. who is my brother-in-law and Joshua's uncle. So um, there is a podcast, Huberman Lab, and it's Dr. Huberman, and he does um, a whole, he has a podcast about health and brain health specifically and neuro health and all this kind of stuff. And episode number 86 that was released in August of this last year is what alcohol does to your body, brain, and health. And I think, and I know because I've read enough of the caption and I listen to enough podcasts that talk about this kind of stuff. Um, we all love alcohol. We all love it. It's fun. It loosens you up. Um, we've made a really big industry out of it tasting fantastic, which makes it easy to drink. Except for when you're blacked out and then end yeah, up hungover true. for two you days. You can take it too far for sure. But um, but the point is, is that it has a dynamic impact on your brain health and your body health. And what it does is significant. So when people act like it doesn't impact them, um, they're in denial. And, and I'm not here to say nobody should drink. That's not it. But I do think that what happens is oftentimes we drink to a point where um, it is having that significant impact and then we don't understand or we don't want to acknowledge the impact that it's having. Why am I feeling so tired? Why do I feel unmotivated? Why does my head hurt? Why am I getting headaches? Um, why do I feel down and depressed? Why do I not like doing the things that I used to do? Why do I have no interest in like getting out and doing stuff? All of that can be directly related back to your brain health and the impact that alcohol can have, as well as other substances. Clearly there's more substances. In addition to that, it can also be directly affected by what you're eating, the type of food you're eating, what type of, um, oils you're taking in in your food, what sugar is in your food. Here in America, we have an obsession with sugar. I mean, they call it the white man's drug for a reason. It's literally in everything. If you read the back of any kind of label, you'll be hard pressed to find sugar not in things. And that's one of the things that I went on a journey because I don't drink a lot of alcohol. Alcohol is not one of the things that um, has ever been a big impact in my life, but sugar was sugar was in everything and cutting out sugar and really monitoring that has made a significant impact for me. But check that episode out, Huberman Lab, um, episode 86, if you want to even just dip into some of these conversations if you haven't already. Um, I was in Raleigh the other, not last night, but the night before, and I went to a place called the Whiskey Kitchen and, by myself. Yes, by myself. <laughs> And I sat at the bar and I ate really great food and I love whiskey. And so I had three drinks. I had a, Ooh. I know that's a lot for me. For her, that's a lot. Like a normally lot. I see like at most maybe one, one, two, if on a lucky night. Yeah. So what I did is I had a um, Manhattan, which I love. And then I thought, Ooh, I'm going to try a whiskey sour. And it was a great whiskey sour. And then I got their pecan like pie, their version of their pecan pie, because you're in the South and it looked amazing. And they recommended a whiskey with it. So I had just that um, on ice Ooh. and it was really great. 
And I can tell you that I suffered greatly yesterday morning. Off of three drinks? Yep. I suffered overnight. <laughs> I suffered sleeping. I suffered waking up. I had a headache. I felt gross. I felt terrible. Like he said, I don't drink much. So again, when you eliminate these things from your life and you tune in to how they affect you, you can make a choice to do it like I did. But then when you suffer the consequences of it the next day, you have nobody to blame but yourself. Well, that's... And you're that's, very aware that it's happening. That's a key principle in life. You make choices and there's always going to be consequences yeah. or effect. Yeah. Like, the, that's just a simple... Pr oh, speaking of whiskey, I had this whiskey one time. Where, where, oh, this when I was in... episode about Joshua stopping drinking an hour. No, 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 no. Actually, I was just, I was just thinking about it. Yeah, fuck it. I was just thinking about it. We were in Arizona and... Brad took me to the casino. Shout out Brad Johnson. Shout out <laughs> the girls. All them. Today. Yeah. <laughs> but he took me to the casino and it was some sort of, I don't know if it was like, a, I don't know what it was, but it was something whiskey and it had like a smoke to it and it was inside of like a jar oh, yeah, yeah, and they pulled that. the top off and it was like, he like, ooh, yeah, it was smoky. It was so good. It, it was crazy yeah. though. Those bartenders at that casino in Arizona, Scottsdale, I, I forgot your name, bro, but you were crazy. You're something else with the, the drinks. They were making some fire drinks, but... Anyway, the point is, is we're, <laughs> we're not here saying, um, you know, that everybody should live without it. But we are saying that everybody should live present and aware to its impact in your life. Just be, yeah, just be cautious. And when you know that it's creating an impact that is not serving you, have the courage to make a change. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, have the courage to Whether make that's change. what I'm doing right now and taking a good few months and, you know, processing and reevaluating your relationship with whatever that is, alcohol, food, food whatever. yeah, anything. Yeah fucking drugs i don't care but soda pop soda I mean, sugar God, whatever things yeah it, it just take the time to be able to reevaluate and you know find a healthy way if that to you know maintain the relationship i guess yeah that's something you yeah. you want but yeah. for and me there's right nothing now wrong with deciding that these parts of life um don't work for you it was really awkward when I first started on my health journey because of my MS with food. Um, I would go out to restaurants and I would feel afraid to say, hey, can you make that without whatever it was, a certain type of oil? Or can you cut the dairy? Or can you make sure this isn't in it? And what I found was if you do it in a kind and respectful way and you let people know that like, hey, I just need this for my health, People are so supportive. They really are so supportive. And oftentimes what I would get is I would say to the, the just tell the chef to make me anything with vegetables, lean meat, and only use olive oil. And like whatever they come up with would be great. And they yeah. loved it. Like I swear. They loved it. And I would get some of the best food. And then I would just tell them, charge me whatever you need to charge me for that. But I got really confident in asking for what I needed. And Anytime you're trying to do something to better yourself or like, you know, people live healthier, people, yeah, they come on board because I think there's a, there's a piece in all of us that wants that for ourselves, you know, and yeah, for sure. sometimes we're just in different spots in life and, you know, one person's maybe starting that journey while the other person's still processing what that journey looks like for them. 
and you know who knows provide a little bit of inspiration inspiration for yeah. them like i like even these last two videos i posted or whatever like small bits of engagement i'm not expecting engagement on these videos again it's it's for myself you know a way to keep myself accountable and i figured why not you know post them so but people in the comments are just super super encouraging like yeah. keep going you got yeah, this like definitely. i just did this or whoop de whoop yeah. like i believe in you whatever it may be and it's really cool to see that like you know when somebody's doing something to better themselves like yeah a lot of people choose to come around and like support that yeah. so and don't be afraid to say it out loud i am um, i'm a flight attendant i have been for 11 years i don't drink on layover um that's one of the rules I don't drink often. I don't usually go out with crews. I have some boundaries that I've set around that for me that has been important to me. And, you know, I often haven't gotten a ton of pushback. Every once in a while, I'll get people that are like, oh, come on, come on. But I tell people, hey, it just doesn't work for me. I'd, I don't want to do that, but I'd love to hang out. And like, it's okay. I don't need to drink to have fun with you. And I don't mind if you do. And people are like, okay, yeah, cool. Like, yeah. It's not about judging anybody else's journey. It's about being true to mine and what works for me. And so don't be afraid to speak up for yourself and don't be afraid to let people know, hey, I'm not doing that because it matters to me. And Excellent. I think people ultimately respect that level of honesty and commitment to self. That's a commitment to yourself. And I think we all um, can respect that when we see that in somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another large inspiration to like this little process right now was I just finished reading uh, Green Lights. Another mm -hmm. shout out, Matthew McConaughey. Mm -hmm. You're a fucking G if you ever see this. Like, you just, after reading your book, bro, I have to read it. Like, you're up like another 10 notches on my celebrity scale. So, <laughs> but no, that, I, that's I, high. That's, that's got to be really high. I read that book and it was honestly really inspiring like him i don't want to ruin it you guys are gonna have to go read it yourself go green lights it. but it was really inspiring like hearing his journey and his story of like you know hardship and triumph and trying to you know reevaluate multiple times in the book he talks about certain points in his life where <laughs> he had like wet dreams and oh, like gosh. some crazy like you know story whether it was like a wet dream he was like floating down the amazon on his back and like and then boom wet dream and woke up and he like went on a journey to figure out what these dreams meant to like better okay. himself and stuff but he he had a lot of cool points in that book that like i took and i was like you know what i need to apply some of this to my life and like you know yeah. start to reevaluate certain things he was just talking about how like you know a lot of times we live with like it's like red light mindset where you know mm -hmm. we allow things he was just talking about how every red light turns into a green light so mm -hmm. it's like you know find a way to be able to turn it to a green light and you know i want to i want to quit this this is this is the this is a hard one for this me is the one i know i tried so so hard to talk you guys out of not participating and for everybody that's watching um, if you're I've listening, never, I, I've sorry. never smoked a cigarette 
in my entire life. I've never smoked a cigar. I've never smoked anything. Congratulations. And yeah, these guys used to give me so much shit for it. And I didn't give you shit normal. for not yes, smoking would, a cigarette. Oh my, God. Oh my like, God. That's not normal. That's not normal. That's not normal. And I would say I never wanted to open the door to it. I never wanted the opportunity for something to literally have control. If you're listening, we're talking about vaping. I nicotine. Vape. nicotine. Nicotine. So. Yeah, they didn't have those when I was a kid. You had to smoke a real <sighs> cigarette. But these have made it much easier for the nicotine habit to take over. And they're much more addictive, in my opinion. Yeah, because, because it's the flavors and the. Yeah, it's all of it. I don't think it's strong. It is. I don't know. Look Maybe it up. It is. It is. Who, who it fucking is. knows? Anyway, that's. That's one of the next ones that I wanna I wanna get rid of and kick. But I can say a lot about that, and I'll. We just, don't get it. No, no I'm gonna no, go on a little tangent, oh, oh just God. a little tangent. Shit, <laughs> open Pandora's box. Listen, we're fucked up in this country when we think that we can pitch this shit to people, and make money off of people's struggle. I absolutely fucking hate it. It's one of the things that gets me so riled up. And they pitched it like it was a safe alternative to smoking. Okay, cool. So you're not filling your lungs with the tar that was in original cigarettes, but you're filling your lungs with plastic now. And the nicotine is stronger, more addictive, and harder to break. Um, thank you to all you people out there that decided you would make copious amounts of money off of this. Well, and just like, like in it. every every past situation, like at the beginning, this has already been discussed plenty publicly, but it was very accessible and attractive for to the youth. youth. Yeah, like they when 100% I I started vaping when kids. I was thirteen. So the problem was is that the campaign to get kids to not smoke had been successful enough that kids were not smoking anymore. So rather than give up, they switched the script and they went after them in a different way. And that's what I fucking hate about capitalism. That's what I hate. Oh, about God. Here we go. Capitalism without morals, without belief that you can absolutely have an impact on somebody's life. So there <laughs> was. We're not getting into this we shit today. To, but I'm putting it out there. I'm saying it like it is. And as a mom, that's a difficult one for me because I had a lot of conversations about this. For sure, for sure. Well, <laughs> and I was ignored. Well, you literally texted me the other day, and what'd you say? You said like something along the lines of you're a experimental learner. You are. You like are. I'm a hundred percent. Yeah. Like you are. there's plenty of occasions where I did not take advice, and no. I had to figure it out for myself. And and that's okay. This being another situation where obviously I'm learning now. 10 years damn near 10 years after i first hit a vape that this shit is garbage and trying to figure yeah. out how to kick it well I mean, and you can you'll figure it out i i will i'm i like i said i'm in this kind of process i'm trying to knock certain pieces out you know yeah like right now it's you know sorting out the, the alcohol and the health get my body right this and that and then this is a whole nother monster by itself yeah and I mean, it's gonna hurt your brain to quit it yeah and but but it's I, I know it's gonna be it. a couple days of bullshit and then it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a, a good couple time. months of like bullshit and then <laughs> hopefully it'll be gone oh little belly little frail dog trying to get up here that was super yeah anyway yeah. i um i uh i know it's your journey and you're gonna figure it out 
I respect that. You are an experiential learner. So am I. So I see that in you because I recognize it in myself. I will say that my experiential learning um, doesn't take near as many hits before I decide to fix what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And maybe wise up and listen to other people. But you'll get accurate. there. I mean, obviously, I wasn't. Um, I was going through my own stuff at your age. In fact, I was getting married and having kids and bucking a complete church system. And yeah, I was experiencing a lot of things that I had to learn. You had your own journey. I did. So you'll get there. Yeah. But we said we were going to keep this episode somewhat short. So I think we're probably around 30 minutes and probably going to yeah. wrap it up for today. Yeah. We, uh, we, um, we're still working out our structure here. And so we still hope that you want to come back and listen to us banter about life and ridiculous things. Um, we're working on who we're going to get as the next guest. Um, we have some ideas and, you know, we think that there's lots of important conversations to have with lots of people that we can all learn from. Yeah. Speaking to that less experiential and more learning from others concept that's the crazy thing is i love learning from other people like i'm a very like just not from your mom just not from my mom <laughs> fair whatever. well no no i do learn from you now do you like, know, that you was know, just a juvenile mindset that's true you do learn a lot we do have a lot of conversations and we share a lot and i appreciate that do but, i want to know what, what oh, were you i was gonna, gonna say? say um we're shouting out all the people today so uh sarah haverstraw shout out to you sarah haverstraw do you know what she told me? Um, she said she read somewhere or heard somewhere that she said raising a son is like um, your boyfriend trying to break up with you for 18 years. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Which is God. totally true. That's... Because you love me so much, but you're like, I got to do my own thing. I got to learn it all myself. <laughs> I don't need you. That is but pretty funny. But I love funny. you, but I do need you. That's <laughs> pretty funny and you. pretty accurate. That's so, yeah. Funny. So for those of you raising boys out there, um, good luck. It's literally like them trying to break up with you. Yep. Little shitheads. <laughs> for all you for all you boys out there that are younger than me, listen to mama. <laughs> she knows best. Most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. Not perfect, but not perfect, but <laughs> most moms have a lot of good advice for you, so I just recommend that and you try we to want at least what's best for you. Exactly. We want best for you. Uh, I, I challenge you to just at least process and hear her out versus just <laughs> shunning her and yeah. But all right. That's, that's a wrap for today. So appreciate you guys. Thanks guys. If you enjoyed Happy the episode. Thursday. As always, five Have a stars. Good Apple, Spotify, all that. Subscribe, drop a comment. And yeah. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. All right. Do this. Peace.